usually when we have those instances with the, the social media misuse, some parents are not even aware that their child has an Instagram page, or they might, may not be aware that they have more than one Instagram page. But when we do have that parental support where, you know, if something does happen and that parent uh, puts some interventions and consequences in place, you know, for example, taking the phone, you know, but it's not just as simple as taking the phone, but uh, also being aware of, you know, they, they can access those social media sites on a, on a computer as well. We strive to bring different perspectives of better supporting our children and students in the digital world. So who better to share their experiences than a school leader? It is our privilege and honor to welcome Dr. Jason Chambers. Welcome, Jason. Uh, Thank you guys for having me. Welcome to the show. We're going to start pretty basic. Just tell us a little bit about yourself and your professional journey. Okay. Uh, Well, uh, interestingly, I I didn't start off in education. I began in the fitness field and kind of gravitated to uh, education due to my desire to uh, want to coach. So um, I did start as a PE teacher. You know, one thing led to another. You know, I was fortunate to be in positions where I had school leaders that uh, saw qualities in me that allowed me to be put in situations that, you know, led me to eventually, you know, getting uh, my certification to to become an administrator and actually taking advantage of that. So I think I was, uh, you know, fortunate and blessed to be in those situations. Um, you know, the others saw you know, some things in me that I didn't quite see at the time and um, allowed me to get where I am today. Oh, very cool. I love that journey. And it sounds like you have some pretty amazing people in your corner. And thinking about that journey and where you are today as a school leader, how do you typically interact and engage with social media, both personally and professionally? Um, for me, no, I, I, would, I wouldn't say that I'm a, I engage on social media a lot, uh, but, you know, I do, you know, personally, I, I do browse Facebook. I'm not much of a poster. You know, I, I use it to keep in touch with, uh, you know, old friends. Um, I do, you know, look at YouTube, uh, you know, to get information, uh, you know, personal well-being also for professionally as well. I occasionally, you know, someone may share uh, an Instagram post or a tweet with me that leads me to uh, peruse and, and browse a little bit more on those platforms. Um, but professionally, um, I'd like to use to keep up with trends and information on education, uh, leadership and, you know, groups that kind of further, you know, my knowledge in, in those fields. Um, you know, I find that it can be useful information that, you know, that can be uh, applied to a variety of situations. As far as in our building, we are, uh, you know, taking uh steps to uh, use social media more than we have in the past and mainly to advertise uh, positive information about our students, about our school, about our school community. Um, you know, oftentimes, uh, you know, w- when schools are in the, the spotlight, it is not for, uh, often it's not for positive events, you know, so uh, we want our, uh, our students, our, our staff members, our, you know, parents in our community to be seen for, positive events that, you know, we, we, we have every day, you know, so uh, we like to use that, the platform to, uh, to spread positive information about, you know, that's our school community, um, as opposed to, you know, some of the, the negative things that you can get from social media. That's so great to use it in such positive ways. 
So we know many middle school students have their own personal devices. In your specific district, do students get their own devices? Do they use them just at school? Do they take them home? What does that look like at your school? Yes, in my district, we do have, uh, at least for middle schools and high schools, students are, um, we, we are one-to-one -one with Chromebooks. So um, every middle school and high school student, I believe uh, elementary as well from third through fifth grade, I think they all have their own Chromebooks that they are allowed to take home. Um, this is this has happened within the last uh, 10 years, I would say. Um, but, you know, they are issued to students at the beginning of the school year. Um, they are required to keep them, you know, in good condition. Um, they're allowed, you know, to take them home, uh, which is, you know, beneficial, you know, especially in today's age with uh, how often we use them. Yeah, we don't want to rely on them completely, but they are necessary um, in today's uh, society, you know, and, and education-wise as well for our students to have that capability to, you know, use those those devices, not just at school, but at home as well. You know, it's so interesting how big of a part or how big of a role digital devices play in today's school environment. Obviously, it has great benefits and you've shared some of the positives. But in your experiences, what are some of the most challenging aspects of the digital devices with social media, specifically for the students? You know, challenges with with access to, to social media for students being, you know, so simple. Uh, I mean, it, it's literally at their, their fingertips. So, you know, and with that access, you know, unfortunately allows students to, sometimes they can be whoever they want to be and they have the capabilities to cause drama and uh, tremendous harm to others if they, if they don't use those platforms and those devices appropriately. You know, so we have uh, experienced where, you know, students are posting negative comments about others. You know, they may uh, post negative pictures or, or just pictures in general uh, of someone. And, you know, when when these events occur, it does lead to, you know, other unwanted uh, circumstances that we, you know, have take place in school, which, you know, uh, ultimately takes away from, you know, students what they're at school for. And it can carry over to home, uh, out of school, which, you know, that when students also with students being able to be anonymous and not know who they are, you know, you can make a post about someone and, and no one knows who this person is. So that can cause other issues within within the school of speculating of, you know, as to who who made this post about me, who made this post about my friend and, um, you know, and, and that can snowball. Um, so one thing that I do is I include in my weekly emails and, and correspondence to parents I, I request that they monitor social media access of their students. I also encourage them to take advantage of, of iPhone and Android features and apps that, you know, allow them to control things such as screen time, phone availability, filter content, and, and limit some of the phone functions. However, you know, I, I think I, I've seen more instances of parents not taking advantage of these opportunities to monitor their access than there are of those who are, which unfortunately creates those optimal opportunities for students to, you know, get in these situations where they can use social media uh, in a negative way, which, you know, ultimately negatively affects the school environment. I know that's got to be such a constant battle, a constant challenge for school leadership in your administration. What are, what are the most common types of misuse that you see? And I'm sure some issues contribute to others, such as cyberbullying could contribute to mental health challenges or overuse leading to misuse. Is there a challenge that you face that stands out above the others? I think with uh, students having the ability to communicate without 
you know, being in the same space, you know, then also that allows more students to come in. You know, we have uh, these group chats uh, are um, posting on, on a specific post where students can get things started and keep them going uh, throughout the weekend when, you know, normally they may not have that opportunity to see each other, be around each other. But now with, you know, with social media, they can communicate. And um, sometimes it leads to by the time Monday comes around, you know, there's a lot that has happened that, you know, administrators um, and our staff members are not aware of that, you know, we definitely would like to have information about. Um, and, you know, it can be brought into the school if we're not aware of it. Fortunately, we, we do have some situations where parents have let us know, students have let us know some things are going on. You know, when, we, when you have those, uh, those situations, it, it is very beneficial, you know, to get ahead of it. Uh, where parents may, you know, I'm, I'm making an email or, or a text from a parent over the weekend. You know, this is what I saw my son or daughter texting. This is what they're talking about. You know, can you look into this? And, and it's something that, you know, we can get ahead of um, before school starts. With students having that capability to communicate uh, all hours of the day, all hours of the night, you know, that definitely puts us in, in difficult situations, especially when we're not aware, you know. But like I said, when we are aware, that, that does help out a lot. Um, so, the more help we can get, uh, the more proactive we can be with this. Uh, when we get that parent support and parents are being aware of what is going on with their students, it's not possible to to know everything. But you know, at least taking those steps, it, it will allow us to intervene in, in, in ways that we couldn't if we if we didn't know. Something that you said that, of course, is so critical in this this whole discussion and everything that we're trying to do to help students is parent support. Just, it all has to start at home, right? I mean, you can throw as many initiatives, you can throw as many trainings or coaching or counselor sessions, you can throw as as much of that as you want at students, but it has to start at home, right? I definitely agree with that. Pretty much everything starts at home. You know, we, as an educator, you know, we do, we, we do our part. Uh, we have interventions and things in place, but... You know, that it is icing on, on, on the cake when, when we have that parental support. We do understand that we're not always going to get it, you know, so we, we definitely prepare for that. Uh, but when parents are uh, supportive, when they are engaged with their students, uh, when they are aware of how their students are doing in school, uh, what they're doing outside of school, you know, that, that goes a long way. Usually when we have those instances with the, the social media misuse, some parents are not even aware that their child has an Instagram page, or they might may not be aware that they have more than one Instagram page. But when we do have that parental support where, you know, if something does happen and that parent uh, puts some interventions and consequences in place, you know, for example, taking the phone, you know, but it's not just as simple as taking the phone, but uh, also being aware of, you know, they, they can access those social media sites on a, on a computer as well. And like I said, I like to get ahead of everything. So I want to make sure parents are aware of uh, what we're doing as a school to be proactive. Also, want parents to be aware of things that they can do on their end. Also, and, and if it gets to the point where, uh, you know, something does happen, I want to make sure that they're aware of the consequences, you know, interventions that we do on our end as well. You know, if something does occur, you know, that that we don't want, you know, in, in a negative aspect that that does cause us to get to that situation. So I think that communication on our part as, as a school, first and foremost, but also uh, that continued communication, you know, we just can't say it at the beginning of the school year and, and expect that to be a high priority. You know, it's something that, like I said, I, I stress this weekly in my phone blasts and emails uh, that I, and text communication that I have with parents and with our students as well. This is something that we 
uh, stress. And like I said, the proactive piece um, and continued, we have uh, an advisory period daily. And I would say at least two to three times a month, we do have uh, lessons that revolve around proper use of social media, uh, digital literacy. Again, like I said, the being proactive on our part and then just that com continued communication with parents, you know, so they are aware and that that engagement piece on their part is at the forefront as well. Awesome. Um, so you talked about some misuse. Let's talk about viral challenges. How often do you see viral challenges that might lead to misuse either during school or like you said, over the weekend that might come into school? Is that something big in the middle schools? Well, I haven't had the misfortune of saying many viral challenges other than I would say a couple of years ago, I think it was a couple of years ago, the, the devious licks challenge where, you know, students were tearing up restrooms and, and things like that. We did put some things in place, you know, supervision wise to quell that pretty quickly. But other than that, I think we, we have seen a, the, the one chip challenge that happened for a couple of days. Um, but in all of these instances, if they do occur, um, I do make sure that staff and students are aware, you know, what is going on. And then also making sure parents are aware, you know, the, the students who are directly involved. Uh, we do make, you know, personal phone calls to those parents. Um, also, um, I send out phone blasts, emails and texts to our parents, make them aware of whatever that occurrence is, um, what we're doing to prevent it and stop it and, and what they can do as well. And then also, again, letting them know about the possible consequences if their student uh, is involved or participates in, in that in any, you know, or contributes to that in, a, in any kind of way. But uh, like I said, uh, knock on wood, I've been... Yes, we've been fortunate to not have uh, many of those challenges, although that the devious licks challenge was, you know, it was pretty tough for, for a little while. Other than that, I haven't seen many viral challenges uh, going on at, at the middle school. Well, that's good. And it always just boggles my mind that um, somebody would film themselves <laughs> and, and post it <laughs> uh, doing mischievous or things that they know they're going to get punished for. So it's just always interesting right, right. to put that on film. But so, so you, you mentioned, I, I really appreciate how engaged and proactive you are in a lot of your responses. It's so great to hear, but just thinking as a school leader, what support mechanisms do you have in place to assist teachers on the front line in combating negative digital and social media behaviors in the classroom? Um, so uh, as a district, um, all of our staff are required to uh, complete training, and uh, that entails several different aspects. Um, and one of those is uh, being aware of student misuse of social media and devices. Also, a lot of our staff members take advantage of a platform where you can actually see what the students in your classroom are doing on their Chromebooks. So, you know, uh, you can see what tabs are up. Um, what they're doing. You, you can close tabs. And that's not something that our teachers are trained on, but we do have uh, staff members who uh, make sure other teachers are aware of how to use those uh, specific apps. But, you know, with me, it, it, it comes down to old-fashioned engagement. You know, again, uh, we don't want teachers just sitting behind their desk, you know, looking at their screen uh, to see what uh, students are doing. You know, I don't think that's wise use of, of an educator's time. And again, that's uh, like I said, I, I'm, I'm old fashioned with the engagement piece. And with that engagement also, you know, indirectly, you have uh, the supervision piece where you are seeing what students are doing. And again, making sure students are engaged in those lessons, um, you know, that that is the, the, the best classroom management tool is engagement. I think with that, with students knowing students knowing that uh, teachers can or at least have the, the capability to see what they are doing. 
um, on their Chromebooks. If it's something that is is not what they should be doing or beneficial, I think that has helped a lot with students not put themselves in situations where they you know, are using the device inappropriately. Um, also, when students are typing or sending emails, there's some trigger words that will cause those emails to get sent directly to my to my email account. That has been beneficial as well, where I can see, you know, if, if some students are having conversations that are not productive or if they're conversations that can lead to, um, you know, some disruption around the school, I can get ahead of that. So that's something that I think is very beneficial as well. Is that district-wide or is that something that you put in place, the the trigger words? It's, it's district-wide. Uh, I couldn't tell you what all the trigger words are, but, you know, any any curse word, any words that you know may lead to you know for example fight you know if you put up or if you type fight that that directly goes to my email that that has helped tremendously um and again and it's something that i'm able to get ahead of like over the weekend you know i can call parents hey do you know that you know your child has been having this type of conversation through through uh email with another student so that that has been beneficial and like i said it has allowed me to ward off some situations before they, you know, got to you know, where we did, did not want them to, to, to be. That's great. You guys have some amazing things put in place. Sounds like you with the parent involvement and being proactive. Um, you talked about engagement, which is so important as a teacher. What would be your number one piece of advice that you would share with other school leaders or maybe even new leaders regarding digital and social media in schools? Um, I would say, you know, you, you got to embrace it, uh, embrace it for all the positives, you know, that it can bring because it's not going away. Um, you know, it's a great way to uh, build camaraderie, uh, improve your climate and culture. Again, like I said, when when you do use it in a positive way, highlighting your staff, highlighting your students, highlighting uh, your parents and your and your school community. But, you know, I think there definitely has to be a proactive approach taken, meaning that, you know, students and parents are aware of how this this uh, this can be misused. And again, uh, that continued approach to uh, make sure parents, not just parents, but, you know, students as well are aware of how to use it. You know, again, that proactive piece is, is very important. But like I said, that continued education uh, regarding appropriate use of social media and, and digital platforms. I think that's important as well. But, you know, it's not going away. Um, so let's, you know, let's use it to our advantage. Um, but at the same time, you know, make sure that Everyone is aware of, you know, the the possibilities if, if it is not used appropriately. And, and again, making sure we have things in place to address it when it is. But again, that proactive piece is big. You nailed the purpose of why we do this. This is not going away. Uh, let's figure out the, the best way to support and give uh, the best resources to students, parents, and school leaders. So, yes, could not agree more. I just have one more question. Social media is out for a week we all take a break. What would be your book recommendation? What are you reading? I don't have the opportunity to do a lot of pleasure reading. Um, you know, usually my reading is revolved around, you know, my, my job. You know, so one with one book that I recently read is Chop Wood, Carry Water, How to Fall in Love with the Process of Becoming Great. You know, I think that was a pretty good read, quick read. Um, but pleasure reading, I've, I've been a Heartland Coven fan for several years. So uh, I'm looking forward to you know, grabbing one of those books again and, and, and getting back into it. I'm going to check that out. It sounds very interesting. I think a lot of people are going to find that interesting. Jason, thank you so much for uh, such incredible and insightful responses. This is 
this is going to help a lot of people and we could not appreciate your time more. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Wow, what a, an amazing conversation. There's so much to recap on um, after our conversation with Jason. One thing I really liked, um, he mentioned being proactive many times throughout that conversation. And I think that's so important um, as an administrator for him to be proactive and to have those conversations with the kids. They're middle schoolers and they're learning and, you know, we have to teach them. And sometimes it can come from home. But I, I appreciate that Jason's really doing that at the school level and being proactive within the schools. Just as much as the students are learning, the educators, the parents, I mean, social media is, it feels like it's been around forever, but we're still getting new platforms. We're still getting new ways of engagement almost daily. I mean, new things are popping up uh, in ways to engage. So just as much as the students are learning, I honestly think that we're still learning as adults, as educators as well. Yes. And we can't ever stop learning because it will continue to change. And as an educator myself, I really connected to what he said about the old school way of that active engagement. Teachers can't sit behind their desks. They need to see what students are doing on their computers or their Chromebooks or their phones. And, you know, we can have those tools to use on our computers, but walking around and interacting with them is way more powerful and makes a big difference. So I appreciated that he talked about that. It's almost like x-ray vision, being able to be at their desk and be able to see what tabs they have open or what they're actually doing if they're learning or engaging in activities they really shouldn't be at school. It made me think of, um, and this may be giving away my age, but putting comic books inside my textbook. (laughs) (laughs) Sneaky. Yeah, the teachers uh, needed x-ray vision to see that, but of course they didn't have that. So it's so great that the teachers have the capability to do that. And, you know, it's a lesson learned with, with students. It it can feel a little bit big brother in some instances, but I think if handled right, it, it comes across in a, uh, a different light that, hey, we're really trying to help you here. We're trying to make sure you get the most out of your education and your time at school. Right. And I know that students have these devices to use at school, but they have to be using them for the appropriate reasons and using them correctly. Um, I know that if they're not, then that might be a privilege that's taken away and we need to be able to use devices at school. So I just appreciate that, you know, administrators and teachers are making sure they're being used correctly. Absolutely. And something Jason stressed was parents need to be engaged in the right ways. It truly does start at home. This is where they get the foundation set to take the appropriate behaviors to school and then continue to refine and evolve who they are, who they're going to become as an adult. So I appreciate so much him talking about how this needs to really start at home and how he engages with parents specifically. Yeah, it sounds like he does a lot um, of communication with parents, whether it's sending out the blasts or the emails, but also just calling parents and saying, just so you know, these are the conversations your child is having. And that just has to go a long way because unfortunately, parent support's not always there. And I think Jason's doing a great job of trying to put that in place as much as possible. The last thing for me that he said, this is not going away. And as I mentioned in the interview, that is where we stand. We know this is not going away. We don't want to promote, hey, don't get on social media. We want to embrace it, just as Jason mentioned, um, continue to evolve it, but do that in the right way to where we're helping establish appropriate behaviors 
giving appropriate resources and getting the right people involved to make sure that people have a safe environment, have trusted confidant if something is going awry, because we can't expect everything to go great all the time. So when it does go sideways, who can you trust to talk to to help remedy whatever's happening and make sure everybody is held accountable to the appropriate standards? Yes. And at this age, middle school students, the more adults that they have that are teaching them about the digital world that we do live in, the better. I mean, this is it's prime time to learn how to be good digital citizens. Absolutely. Well, Nick, another great episode in the books. So thank you so much. I appreciate your time as always. Thank you, Chris. Absolutely. And remember, in the midst of chaos, there's always a way to find clarity. Have a great day. We are growing and would love your feedback. Please rate us and share your thoughts or any topics you would be interested in us covering in the future. Are you or someone you know interested in being a guest on the podcast? Visit us at chaoticdigitalworld.com. One way to help support the show is by adding a new resource to your library. Order a copy of A Parent's Guide, Keeping Your Children Safe in a Chaotic Digital World today on Amazon. Follow us on all social media platforms and don't forget to subscribe to keep updated with new episodes and bonus content. As always, thank you for listening. This episode of Chaotic Digital World is brought to you in part by Next Steps, Inc. Next Steps, a software created for schools or organizations to transform the way we think about attendance management. Did you know? When an institution or organization uses five minutes per day for six sessions, that's equivalent to 15 wasted hours per month. And if there's an emergency evacuation, emergency personnel have to go in and search for those who may be hiding. We've solved those problems and more. At Next Steps, you can say goodbye to manual attendance and hello to efficiency and productivity. Our software automates the entire process, saving you time and resources. Visit us on our website at next-stepsinc.com to book a demo and learn more. We're waiting to speak with you.